All right, our reading for today is Acts chapter 6. Um, so in this chapter, we find the account of what many to believe uh, to be the sex selection of the first deacons. Um, and you'll notice that Luke emphasizes both the character uh, qualifications of these men as well as the role that they would serve in the church. Um, the latter half of the chapter zeroes in on one man in particular, Stephen, who will also be the, the prominent figure in the next chapter. Uh, so we'll begin to look at, at, uh, at Stephen here. We'll be introduced to him, and that'll set us up well for what we see in him tomorrow. Uh, so let's think first about the character and the role of what many believe to be the first deacons. Um, the first, so the, that's what the first part of this chapter recounts. And um, while they're not specifically given the title uh, of deacon, quote unquote, in this passage, the, what, it does, what we do say is the task before them in verse 3 was to, quote, serve tables. And that, that, that verb, serve, to serve tables, uh, that, that uh, Greek word is diakonine from which we get our word deacon. And so uh, it is perfectly reasonable in my estimation to view the selection of these men here in verses 1 through 7 as the selection of the first deacons for that early church in Jerusalem. So starting with that assumption, uh, it's reasonably instructive to and, and helpful to think about what this passage has to teach us about both the character and the role of these men. So let's think about that just a bit. Um, I've always... Uh, found it fascinating that in order to find men to fulfill this role of service, they wanted men of such high character. The situation was that in this overwhelmingly Jewish community, the Greek widows uh, felt like they were being overlooked and neglected in the daily distribution of food, verse 1. Um, the church, since chapter 2 of Acts, has been growing by leaps and bounds and the Greek widows felt like the Jewish widows were being shown favoritism. The apostles felt like uh, the most pressing need was, uh, the pr was the prayer and the preaching of the gospel, verse 4. And they knew that those things, the preaching and prayer, would fall by the wayside or would suffer if they were the ones solely responsible for making sure that the food was, was distributed equally. So they wanted to select certain men for that task. Well, what kind of men would they choose? Well, we're told in verse 3 that they needed to be uh, men, one, of good repute, two, full of the Holy Spirit, and three, full of wisdom. Character came first in the selection. They wanted men with good reputations, meaning they had proven themselves as honest and capable men. They had proven that they were humble and servant-hearted men. In other words, they were Christ-like. What made them this way? The verse says that they were men in verse 3, who were full of the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit at work in their lives that made them this way um, as they sought day in and day out to walk humbly in obedience to God's word and everything. Because they were full of the Holy Spirit, therefore they were full of wisdom, meaning that they were uh, men who not only knew the right thing to do, but did the right thing. Wisdom is not the same thing as intelligence. Wisdom is a moral characteristic more than mere intelligence and wisdom is more than just knowing the right thing to do but having the fortitude to actually do the right thing when the opportunity presents itself these were the kind of men who were to serve as deacons and the character of the man is just as important today as it was then in the selection of deacons to serve in the church 
But what was their role in the church? Do we learn anything uh, in this chapter about the role that they were to serve? And I think we do. Uh, we've already mentioned that <coughs> it was a role of service uh, to others within the church. It was the distribution of food. It was the meeting of physical needs of people in the church. Their role was not, as described here, to be a board of directors who simply made executive decisions regarding the church. It was a humble task of giving their time and efforts to serve people. But there's a larger issue going on here uh, regarding their role. It wasn't merely serving tables and distributing food equitably to the widows. That, that, that was simply one example of a larger role of working for and seeking peace within the church. Paul prayed in Romans 15, verses 5 and 6, that the church in Rome would, quote, live in such harmony with one another that they could, together with one voice, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus himself told his disciples in John 13, 35, that all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So these deacons were selected to help work for and achieve this kind of love and harmony within the church. And, and in order to do this, they needed to be men who loved Jesus more than anything and cared about his church and his glory within the church. Well, secondly, let's just say a word about Stephen here in this chapter because it highlights Stephen in particular, and he'll be a prominent uh, figure in the next chapter. Um, so among the deacons that were selected, Stephen was one of them. And out of all the men, if you'll notice, if you go look back at verse 5 um, uh, in, in Acts chapter 6, out of all the men that are named there, Stephen is the only one of those men that is given an extra description. He is further described as a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. He also found himself being the very first martyr, as we'll see in the next chapter. He gave his very life for the faith and, uh, and for his witness to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, but I want you to notice here at the end of chapter 6 how Luke intentionally describes Stephen in terms so similar to the life of Jesus. First of all, like the apostles, signs and wonders were done through Stephen in verse 8. In verse 10, we're told that the authorities could, quote, could not withstand the wisdom and spirit with which he was speaking, much like Jesus in places like Luke 20, verse 26. When they were seeking to kill Stephen, uh, it says in verse 13 that they brought forward false witnesses just like they had with Jesus uh, when he was on trial. See, for example, Matthew 26, verses 59 and 60. So Stephen is a remarkable believer, and, um, and so we'll, we'll, we'll read even more um, about his testimony in the next chapter. But until then, begin praying that the Holy Spirit would uh, work in your life and that you would be open and willing for him to work in your life just as he did in Stephen. Some would look at Stephen as a tragedy that he presumably died uh, so young. But uh, aren't we still talking about him 2,000 years later? And isn't Christ still being glorified through him 2,000 years later? Indeed he is. And those are some thoughts from Acts chapter 6.